the title of my message comes from a serious boat crash that left Pastor Bayless Conley and two others critically injured when their 22-foot powerboat collided head-on into cliffs near two harbours of Catalina Island at night at 2014. He suffered critical life-threatening injuries, including severe head and neck trauma, leaking arteries and bleeding on the brain. When the accident happened, the rescue patrol came to the scene and although the situation was life-threatening, protocol required them to ask permission to come aboard before they could take action, even though death could occur. I found that request quite incredible under those circumstances. I mean, asking permission first? What if the person couldn't answer? Thankfully, you'll be pleased to know he did make a full recovery. But those were the words that tugged at my heart. Did you know that Jesus has to first ask for your permission too? Permission to come aboard is what he's asking us today. He wants to come into those wounded secret places in our lives to heal, restore and truly set us free and fill them with his healing balm. Such a beautiful, gentle request with his amazing love that he has for us. He is here to help us get past our past. And these places of our hearts are deep memories or maybe even current issues of hurt, shame, guilt, embarrassment, pain and anger, loss and anguish that we are keeping tightly locked away from everyone, even from ourselves sometimes if we can. We don't want to think about it, let alone talk about it. We think that if we can push them back behind the high and thick walls that we've built up, we'll be okay. It'll bring us protection and security. Or so we convince ourselves. We can loop behind our walls and we can carry on with our lives. We wear masks that say, I'm fine. What we see, what we can't see can't hurt us, right? We know this is so not true. It's still there as large as life, burning inside us year after year, and it does still hurt, doesn't it? It keeps pushing through those cracks in our walls with reminders and flashbacks over and over again. But now is the time to truly let Jesus in, to hand them over. God is now simply asking permission to come aboard. The Lord is saying, all this hurt, pain and your sadness, let me take them and start your healing process. Your heavy burdens from my peace, health and freedom. He wants to fully restore you everywhere you hurt. From June Hunt's book called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It. I guess we can all identify with that sometimes. She said, One of the reasons for our pain can sometimes come from unforgiveness, which can harden our hearts, and over time we can build up enough bitterness and depression to build a protective wall around our souls. But when we surrender our hardened hearts to the master stonecutter, he reshapes our hearts of stone to look like his. Ezekiel 36, 26 I will give you a new heart. Will it come up? I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. We need to take that person or people 
off our emotional hook with our bag full of stones that we have against them, transfer that bag onto God's hook, trust him to deal with it justly and correctly, and he will, his way and in his timing. Romans 12:19. It is mine to avenge, I will repay. If God said he will repay, he will. He will always keep his word. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a decision. It's one you may have to make every day and keep on making if necessary. It's a process, a daily decision. Let's be honest here. If we went by our feelings, it would never happen. The test of whether we have um, forgiven someone is not in whether we remember the incident, but in the attitudes and behaviours we have. We know we have forgiven someone when we are no longer controlled by the pain. In other words, we remember the occurrence, but it no longer has power over our thinking and our reactions. Make it a point to forgive until you are no longer captive and you are finally at peace in that part of your life. Often self-made fortresses not only keep our love from going out, but it can also keep love from coming in. We risk becoming captives in our own protective fortresses. Nelson Mandela, who was unjustly jailed for 27 years, said on his release, As I walked out of the door towards that gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave bitterness and hatred behind, I would still be in prison. That's pretty huge. Psalm 147 verse 3. He heals my broken heart and binds up my wounds, curing my pains and sorrows. That is definitely something I want in my life. It gives me so much hope. Jeremiah thirty seventeen. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, says the Lord. And he's meaning all our wounds, whether mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. That's what the crown of thorns on his head was for. He was a man despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with all life's tragedies, tough setbacks, illnesses and diseases, and our deepest griefs. He knows what it's like. He felt it all immensely and personally. He's asking you, let me come in. Then you and I can move forward into your dreams and destiny that have been waiting for you. We've actually put them on hold. But for how long? It is definitely time now. God is urging us that these things can't come with us on our journey moving forward any longer. They will hold us back. I also have a book called I'm Happy For You. Sort of. Not really. It's true. It's true. We laugh at the title, but if we're honest with ourselves, we have often felt like that about other people's lives, their blessings and their successes, haven't we? Me too. Come on, we all know that plastic smile. So how do we change ourselves? Jeremiah 29, 13 to 14. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your hearts. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you out of your personal captivity. Because that's sometimes what we are in. Our own personal prisons, we have often put ourselves in by our own thoughts and decisions that keep us there. 
but I have to make the first move. You have to make the first move. We call out to him and he listens and answers us. We need to start praying permission to come aboard. I do too. Let Jesus in so he can decide and take you out of your prison. For this to happen, the first step is ours. If we honestly believe God doesn't want us to have a blessed life, then we could end up staying in places he never intended for us. We settle for less than he has for us, and we will make hard times our identity rather than our temporary stops. Here's the thing. If you're a Christian, you're a target of the enemy, the prince of darkness. It's a given. He is the expert liar, deceiver, manipulator, and we often believe him. It sometimes seems easier for us to believe him, our circumstances, and what we see, rather than believing God, what he's done, what his word says, and what he has for us, and what he sees. I have journaled at times which has brought me into a closer relationship with the Lord whenever I've done that, and the following is part of one of those conversations. I said, I saw this horrible graphic picture online a while ago, Lord, a vision you gave to a pastor. It shows millions of people walking around with swords, knives, axes, scissors, and other instruments stabbed into different parts of their bodies. It was like a cross between a zombie and a horror movie. They were all totally oblivious to what was in their bodies. He replied, These are those with damaged areas in their lives not changed or healed because they are not mine. But sadly, many of my own children are like this too. Unresolved issues like sin, attitudes, hurts, unforgiveness, resentment, envy and other problems in their lives that can also lead to sicknesses in their bodies where these weapons are embedded. They won't let them go and many have no idea what the impact is on them. They don't see themselves as I can and it makes me very sad. I long to set them free but they need to give these places of their lives over to me. The whole point of your journey is so we can work these things together. It would set them free and release more of my healing power and spirit in return. When you let my spirit fill and heal these areas of your lives, the destructive weapon then falls out. But you have to be very careful not to pick up the weapon again. That is your pain or hurt. Many of my children don't even know they are doing it. Pretty awful and scary, isn't it? Proverbs 14.30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. A beautiful song of Lauren Daigle's called You Say, you probably know it, says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. And that's exactly what it is, another lie. The chorus says, I believe, yes, I believe, what you say of me, I believe. Our only hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is eternal hope, not just a once-off. He is always available to all of us, anytime, regardless, for life. Psalm 18, 2-3 The Lord is my rock. My fortress, my deliverer, my God and keen and firm strength in whom I trust and take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation in my high tower. I call upon the Lord who is to be praised, 
So shall I be saved from my enemies. Note that praise is an important key here too. But you call to him and he saves. Why is it that we trust God for our eternity, but we struggle with trusting him from day to day here and now? We tend to filter out which part he can and cannot have of us, which can hinder our growth moving forward. But it can be really difficult and seemingly impossible to us when we're struggling with something we can't see a way out. But he knows this. He sees things that are not as they appear to us and encourages us to walk into our healing. To him, it's not impossible at all. Even though we have the Holy Spirit nudging us, we unfortunately can often have inward or tunnel vision, shutting out his voice without even realising we are doing it. Handing over any areas of our lives to the Lord can be scary sometimes and can make us feel quite vulnerable and fearful. We have thoughts like, what will he want from me? Will it be too hard for me? What's he going to make me do? What will I have to give up? Will I have to talk to someone about it? Will I really be finally released from this? Any bit of fear can potentially sabotage our ability to trust and be made whole. Or we may even make the opposite approach. Maybe I don't want to. These feelings and memories have been part of me for so long. I'm used to them now. I'm handling it okay. Which is basically us wanting to stay in control, even if it is harmful for us. It can cause so much damage in all areas of our lives, if it hasn't already, and to family and friends around us, kind of like a ripple effect. Health-wise too. Are you really saying, permission denied, it's off-limits God, I'm keeping it. Why would we ever want to stay like that? And yet we sometimes do. I do. What we would really like is to God to somehow wave a magic wand over us and miraculously remove every bad memory and hurt without us doing anything. That'll work. But, there's a but. If God simply waved a magic wand over us and removed every problem without our cooperation, we would pretty soon pick up another problem. He knows us so well. And nothing would be healed in our spirits. No change, no growth. God desires to change us from the inside out, renewing our minds, starving our self-destructive tendencies, and teaching us to form new life-changing habits. The reason why a lot of us don't become who we want to become or are supposed to become is because sometimes we're too attached to who we've been or where we're at. And it can be also very daunting to move into the unknown. There could be some of us who are trapped in our past or our present because we don't even believe we have a future. But in 1 Corinthians 2.9 it reads, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. It sounds pretty exciting. Whether we are a Christian or not, some of us think that we truly that truly being free will never happen to us. It always seems to happen to somebody else. It's always meant for other people. This is our lot. We often don't feel we're good enough to receive anything at all. But that's the whole point though. We aren't good enough. But 
it's a good but. In Christ, we are covered by his blood and 100% totally accepted by him. So it is absolutely for you too. None of his children are in his plans to miss out. Not one of us is excluded, ever. Did you know as Christians he sees you as kings and queens? You can't see your crown of glory and honour on your head, but it is there. This is up here. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. It's there. So is your robe of righteousness in Christ, and that is what God sees. We are wearing them in the spiritual realm, which is far more real than our world. We are even wearing them this very moment and in our day-to-day lives. The Lord is asking all of us, and he won't force himself into your life, although sometimes I think he should, but he's such a gentleman. He just keeps on bringing those things to the surface and to our attention through circumstances, situations, dreams, through people and the Holy Spirit whispering in our ear. He's trying to get our attention. He's asking you permission to come aboard. How polite is that? Will you just say, no, I'm okay? Which you know is definitely not true, and that's why we need him. We're all flawed and broken, every one of us. Or will you say, even if hesitantly, yes, Lord, permission granted, but go gently, please, Lord? (laughs) And he will. It's a healing journey. He knows you intimately, and he's very patient. Thank goodness for that. I remember when God spoke to me about my trust level, not one of my strong points. He said, your trust in me must rise to a new level, way beyond your comfort zone, Heather. You're too limited on the level where you are now, too settled. Yay! Sounds scary, Lord, I said, typical of me. What if I can't handle it or fall or worse, fail? And he replied, ah, but that's the whole point. Trust is changing those what-ifs, Heather. I am supposed to handle it, not you. I will catch you. I will never leave you. You may fail in your own strength, but you have mine. I said, I'm still a bit scared. I know what some of you are thinking. Really? After what he just said? But do you know how he answered me? Then you better keep hold of my hand. That's trust, Heather. How beautiful is that? that he feels that about us all, all the time. Psalm 91, 15 and 16, You will call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you, love that word, and honour you. With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. There it is again. You will call on me and I will answer you. You first. Do you really want to miss out on all your wonderful promises? I love this line that Gandalf spoke in Lord of the Rings. Sorry, a fan. But he stated, All we have to do is to decide what to do with the time given to us. It's quite profound. It makes you think, doesn't it? What are we doing with the time? This is the right time. It is your move. He has so many mysteries, dreams and gifts to release in you. No one else can claim them because they only have your name on them. As we grow in the Lord, he releases these new gifts and treasures into our lives. 
They're actually part of your inheritance here on earth. Isaiah 45, 2-3 I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord your God of Israel, who summons you by name. How many mountains, gates of bronze and iron bars will you let him break in your life? These are areas in our lives that are dark but become beautiful treasures. That's his power at work in us. So let him work in you. Give him your permission. We actually are his set-apart ones, from the youngest to the oldest here. Remember God's primary purpose in healing us from our hurts, which is impossible for us to do without him, is to bring us to new depths of a relationship with him and to also help others. The Lord shared with me a while back saying, every time you make a right decision about anything, it opens a door that I can work through. Because you already belong to me, your spirit then connects with mine and things begin to change and develop a little more. Another step on the path I have set before you, you have taken. It's fantastic. And that's how he sees it. It thrills him to bits. I can just imagine him and the angels pumping me and going, yes! Any area we still hold close to our chests is one we have not surrendered to him. I'm still going through the process myself. We all are. It's called life. It could take a while to get the victory in some areas of our lives, but now is the time to start. The first line in the chorus of the song, Ocean, says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. I would love to be like that. No limits, no doubts, no ifs, no buts. That would be awesome. To have absolute trust in him without borders, or should I say, without walls. That's what he longs for us to have, unconditional trust. It's always been a part of his ultimate plan from the beginning, an open two-way, close relationship. Another conversation in my journal, the Lord said, What a beautiful sight you will be when all those treasures finally illuminate from within you and my light shines out for all to see. Many will come out of the shadows and dark places and be drawn to my light in you. You are written on my heart, Heather, as I am on yours, like a tattoo, but drawn and sealed in blood, gold and light, the blood of the Lamb, the gold of royalty and the light of my word and Holy Spirit. There are so many wonderful things that I could not even begin to describe to you, Heather, that I have for you. You have no words on earth. You will just have to wait and see. Trust me. Wow. We have no idea, do we? Those treasures are God's gifts in exchange for our mess. Do we really want to miss out and stay where we are now? I've still got a long way to go, that's for sure. A very long way. Just ask my husband. Um, maybe not. He alone knows the real you and what you've been through and still wants you in his life. I remember the Lord saying to me last year when I was sharing with him all my doubts and fears, I know again, but all my hopes too. And he answered so gently, concentrate on me, Heather, on what I am saying. 
on what I have for you, on who I am. Don't go by what you see. It's not what I see. Not at all. Fix your eyes on me. That is your journey. That is your real life. I will reveal more of me and unfold more of your journey as you keep moving forward with me. There are deep, hidden and precious treasures to discover as you keep me close. We will walk it together. Why would I ever say no? And yet at times I still do. Philippians 1.6 Be confident of this, that who, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never. Isaiah 46 3, 4 and 11. You whom I have upheld since you were conceived and carried since your birth, even to your old age and grey hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. I can almost hear Christ calling out a name. Is it yours? The stone's been rolled away and the resurrection life and healing is waiting for you. Will you continue to sit in a dark tomb or will you walk in the light of resurrection life and freedom? Instead of Lazarus, come forth. Put your name there. God is calling your name today. He's calling you. What are you holding back from him? These painful areas are like locked boxes in our souls, places we don't want anyone to go. But now, close your eyes for a moment, take a deep breath and approach one of those boxes. Jesus is asking you for the key. He wants to heal you. Will you let him today? God's already seen your future and been there and it's a beautiful story. He's planned and designed it exclusively for you. No one else can live your story. No one. It's time your pages came alive again. Your journey is moving forward into that destination of victory. He has already prepared for you. It actually is your move. And now he's asking you again. Permission to come aboard. Will you let him? Will you say yes? Visualise a picture in your mind of you taking hold of his hand. Trust him. It really will be worth it. Can we all close our eyes? Talk to him in your hearts. If you're still scared or don't know how to start, tell him something like this. You can say it quietly to yourself if you like. I need your help, Lord. I can't do it on my own anymore. It's too hard and I need your Holy Spirit's gentle touch. One small step at a time is about all I can cope with right now. So I'm asking you to come in. Permission granted. I'm opening the door of my heart ajar. I see your foot in the door. Thank you that you come in total love. Amen.